We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Um, if you don't mind today, let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 1. Book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 1. I told myself, like, I'm going to be short today. This is going to be easy. Get him out of here. But no, <laughs> once again, we'll be up here for a few more minutes. Have you been blessed so far today? Luke, chapter 2, verse Verse 1, NIV version. And it says this, in, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor over Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth and Galilee, Judea, to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. Shock credibility. He went there to register with Mary, and who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord sh shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Shout good news. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Shout great joy. Great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in the manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, man, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Somebody shout amen. Um, but before I get started today, um, I want to be a blessing. Um, it's the Christmas season, and um, I want to be a blessing to some folks. I got a few gifts that I want to, you know, pass out. Um, how many churches you go to and they give gifts away on Sunday morning? Um, so, who? First off, who wants a free gift? I want a free gift. Um, you raise your hand first. You can come get one. Who else want a gift? Come on, come on, come on, Pip. Come on. Come on, I'm serious. You can have the gift. Stay right here. Don't you leave. Which one you want? I'm going to give you the small one. You're asking for too much. I'll give Pip the big one. All right, so the only um, qualifier for this is that you got to open the gift before us because I want them to know what you got. Is that okay? All right, so you can open yours first. You got to, oh, wait, 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 wait. You're not going to do it like that. You're going to open it like you're excited about that gift. That's a frustration. Do you guys have that frustration with your kids? Like they don't move fast enough. When you're going to act like you're excited about that gift. So please, sir, open the gift like you're excited. 
Yeah! What you got? Do you know what that is? What do you do with it? Okay, so you got yourself some tapes? You got to get some? All right. I'm going to leave you to it. All right. Epiphany, you can open yours. That's what I thought. She threw it on the ground. That's what you're supposed to do. It is, it is actually a photo album. A photo album. You got, you got some pictures to put in there? You're going to put some pictures. That's a good deal. Let's give them a hand for their new gifts. You can have a seat. Um, how many people know what a cassette player is? How many have had a cassette player? Okay, so that number goes down drastically. Um, but um, the, the, the gifts that they received um, were brand new, great gifts. Um, I intentionally make sure they were new so they'd be new to you. I mean, it's a brand new gift. It functions properly. It does everything that it's supposed to do. Um, but to be honest with you, um, at this stage in the game, um, where we're at in, in life, where we're at with technology, um, that cassette player, <laughs> that Walkman is what I call it, Walkman, um, that Walkman is essentially um, useless. Although it's brand new, although it is great, it is useless because at this point, you've got to do more work to go find a tape to put music on, to put inside the thing, to try and make sure you play some music, and you could just open up your phone. The, the photo album, which were great back in the day. I was so impressed with my wife when I met her. She had all these photos. This, this is how old we are. Well, she had all these photo albums, and she would take the moment, and she would put it inside the, the photo album. But we don't, we don't do photo albums anymore. Facebook will tell you seven years ago today, is, <laughs> is, look at this memory and how great it was. And although these gifts are new, although they're great, although they function, um, they're a bit cumbersome. They, 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 they make the job itself difficult because they don't have any capacity. The capacity is too low. Um, I think that, and, and this is just, just my opinion, um, quite like the, the gifts because at one point in time, that gift would have been great. If you'd have gave that to me in the 80s, oh my gosh, Christmas was done because I have a Walkman. Oh my gosh, 20 years ago for me and my wife, if I would have gave her a photo album, it would have been a perfect gift. But because of where we are in time, everything has changed. Everything has changed. So why go frustrate myself with this cassette player? Why go frustrate myself with this photo album when I can just simply take a picture with my phone and I can store thousands of pictures in my phone? Why go do that what I just gave them versus what you can do, what's available to you, what has progressed because of time. Everything has changed because of time. When I started to prepare this week, I really started to think about the birth of Jesus and where we are with religion, where we are with church. And when you, when you start to think about us and how we approach God, we are approaching God with an outdated version of who he is. 
Now, God does not change, but at the end of the day, he has given us an update that we can use to approach him. Um, I think because of the way that we approach him, we tend to get frustrated with the process and, and, and get aggravated with how slowly things are moving. But God is saying, I've given you a new way to approach me and a new way to access my blessings, a new way to access me. But you tend to do it the, the kind of outdated way. You still got a cassette player when you can just play the music on your phone. I think that's what we do with God. And here's what I want to say. I'll put it to you like this. I think we have this out-of-date theology when it comes to God. I, I think we have this, 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 this way of approaching God that, that really has, 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 has been outdated. And, and God is saying, well, I've given you an update. I've given you um, some, some, some new tools. I've, I've, I've changed everything. But you're still trying to approach me the way that they used to approach me. And I want you to approach me the way that I've given you to approach me. And if you do it that way, it'll be so much easier. You'll have so much more capacity. The relationship would be so much greater. It'll be so much better. Shout better. Because when you truly think about it, technology just has made everything better. It's given me more access. And God is saying this, because of Christmas, because of the birth of my son Jesus coming into the earth, Emmanuel, God with us, I've given you a new way. A new way. Shout a new way a new way to approach me. But you still want to listen to your music on a cassette tape when it's just going to frustrate you. And I'm just saying, go get an iPhone, an iPhone 11 if you can, and, and download your music so that you can hear me. Shout a new way. When I looked at the text, it spoke volumes to me. Um, and he gave it to me like this. Are, are we able to, or let's, let's go um, into classroom for a minute. Um, I'm, I'm teach you a history lesson this morning. You came for history this morning? Want some history? Um, are you familiar with B.C. A.D.? Everybody's familiar with B.C. A.D. Um, th that is the way that we essentially measure time, right? B.C. A.D. Say it with me. B.C. A.D. Now, um, the, the BCAD measurement or the way that we measure time um, didn't, it came about 500 years plus after Jesus was born. It's like five, AD 545, I believe it is, or somewhere around there. So when I first heard of AC or BCAD, I thought, well, um, that's a problem because everything in BC counts down in time. Right. So if you go back to BC, it starts like in the thousands and then it works its way all the way down to, to nothing. So I was thinking to myself, before I understood the concept, I was thinking, well, what happened when your birthday came around? Seriously, like, so I'm 25 this year, yay, and I'll be 24 next year, yay, like it kind of messed with my head. But it, it, it was installed 500 plus years after Jesus was born. B.C. counts down to the birth of Jesus, A.D. counts out from the day of Jesus. Before Jesus, you count down, and, and after Jesus, you count up. The birth of Jesus was so significant in time, so significant in time, we changed time because of that birth. The world decided we got to count time differently. The world decided this. We've got to count time differently because the birth of Jesus. That was so significant in history. Listen to me. Jesus, God Emmanuel splits time in half and says you got to start all over again because I'm here. He said, you got to start all over again because I'm here. 
So here's, here's, here, listen to this, and this is so powerful to me. I would say to any atheist, I would say to any agnostic, anyone who doesn't believe whatever your background is or how you feel about Jesus, you can't count time without him. You can't celebrate your birthday without him. So I don't care what you truly believe. So you see the Gregorian calendar that you, that you date yourself by, he established that because of his birth. So you can't tell me what you don't and, don't and do believe because he's there in history. He is there. So, B.C. stands for before Christ, I think, before Christ. There's a lot of things that happened before Christ. Um, the Roman Empire was established. Um, Julius Caesar was, um, he was assassinated. A lot happened before Christ, and that is the time before Christ. B.C. stands for the, the time before Christ was born. That's what it stands for, the time before Christ was born. I think I got one for that, time before the birth of Jesus, Okay. So now we move into, after his birth, we move to A.D. Everybody shout A.D. What does A.D. stand for? Say it again. Okay. I asked the question because I would say the same thing that you said. After death, it doesn't stand for after death. It stands for Anno Demini. Anno Demini. It is a Latin word, Anno Demini. Latin word that stands for literally the year of our Lord. It stands for the year of our Lord. Not after death, but is after his birth, the year of our Lord. Now, why is that so important? Because after the year of our Lord is when we decided that we need to start counting up in time. That is the day, that is the moment, that is Christmas that everything changed. Everything changed. The way that we count time changed. Somebody said, and everybody else in the world agreed, said this day is so significant that we've got to go back and change the way that we look at life in the year of our Lord. Okay? Y'all learning something? Okay, now history class is over. Let's go to the text. Well, we can stay there for a second since you said, wow. So, <laughs> I was just testing you to see if you wanted more. So, that means that we all live in an A.D. time. We live in A.D. So, that means that today is December, Sunday, December 15th, 2019 A.D. We live in a time where everything has changed. We live in a time after the birth of Jesus. Everything has changed. 2019 A.D. The challenge that we all have, I include myself at times, the challenge that we have is that God says, well, I've given you a new way to approach me, the birth of Jesus Christ, A.D. time. You're living in an A.D. time. You have more access to me in this A.D. time. You get to experience my grace in this A.D. time. But we approach the A.D. God with a B.C. state of mind. We approach the A.D. God with a, with, a, with a B.C. state of mind. Before Christ, and this is the big deal, before Christ, the way that we felt that we had access to God or we would close the gap between us and God was religion. That was the only way that we could, that, that was our effort to close the gap between us and God. Listen to this. 
God comes to earth in the form of a baby, Emmanuel, God with us, and that is A.D. So God says, when that day came, that is when I drew near to you and closed the gap. And I let grace come in to close the gap, and I gave you relationship with me. Is this too heavy for a Sunday morning? He says, listen, I'm expecting an A.D. relationship. And you're in B.C. looking for religion. And when you come into A.D. we're looking for religion and I'm looking for relationship, there's oftentimes a disconnect between the two of us because I want relationship, but you want religion. You want to reach me by your terms. (laughs) I want you to reach me by my terms. Okay, let's get to the text. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you what? Good news that will cause great joy for all people. Listen to this now. Listen. Verse 11 is the key. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now. Luke does an amazing job at giving us the details leading up to the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It says Mary and Joseph show up in Bethlehem. Um, It's a lot of hustle and bustle. The word hustle and bustle bothers me a little bit. It's the hustle and bustle because we always use it around Christmas time. There's a lot of hustle and bustle in Bethlehem. Um, And they they go down to the the, um, the Hilton, and, and, and they didn't have space for um, so they said, okay, we'll try someplace else. And Joseph, you know, to Mary, we got to go, babe, because this baby's coming. And they go down to the Double Street, Double Tree on Park, and there's still no space there. I believe there were Hilton Honors members is what I'm trying to get you to understand. And they, after they've tried a few different places, they end up in this manger, um, this, this d- disease-infested, um, you know, bacteria-filled um, grotto to, to birth our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one who was to change everything. They went through all of the iterations that they could, and they tried to try different places and, and, and tried to, you know, birth him in some place that made sense. But this was what made sense for God because he was trying to show us the people he was coming for because he had to be birthed here. So he gets to this manger, he gets to this grotto, and he's birthed the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one that came to change everything. He is birthed and that he anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah, is birthed inside of a manger. Soon as he's birthed, the same night, there are some shepherds. On the other side of town, I think they live like in a Popka area or something like that. They're on the other side of town, and they're doing what they typically do. Now, the thing you got to understand about shepherds, they were essentially social outcasts because of the job that they did. They dealt with animals. They dealt with some stuff that came from animals. So the, the, the society, and specifically the church and religion, saw them as unclean. So they could service the animals that were going to use for sacrifice. They they could service those animals and take care of them and make sure they were unblemished, but they wouldn't allow them into the church because of the stuff they had to deal with in taking care of those animals. They also had a bad reputation for being um, um, like thieves. They had an issue with thine thine and mine, you know, that kind of thing. They would always get that mixed up, and it was like notorious known for those guys. Um, So much so that they couldn't even testify in court. They wouldn't have, if there was a court issue and you saw the truth, they wouldn't even let you come if you were a shepherd. So, in the manger, 
Jesus, the one that's changed everything, the Messiah, the anointed one, the one who was to come, the one that had been prophesied about is birthed here in this grotto, in this mess. Right after he's birthed, on the other side of town, some shepherds out there doing their deal. And out of nowhere, an angel shows up. And he says, hey, listen, in the city of David, unto you, a savior has been born. So just a few minutes ago, over by UCF, unto you, a savior has been born. Unto you. So for me, I put my shoes in the, in the I mean, my feet in the shoes of the, the shepherd. I would have been a bit perplexed. I would have been confused. I, I, I would have felt that there was a misunderstanding because I would have said to myself, do you truly know who I am? Do, really, do you know who I am? Listen to this. Here we are today in the A.D. The Savior has been born, and we're living in an A.D. time. Now, in the same A.D. time, these shepherds who were outcasts of society, who could not go to church, who was not part of religion, now today, all of a sudden, there's a Savior born unto you. Are you sure? Are you sure, angel? I mean, you know, are you sure? Because just yesterday, just yesterday, I couldn't go to church. Just yesterday, religion didn't accept me. So now what you're saying, angel, is that even with the stuff that I got on me, I can go straight to Jesus? Even with the smell of what I did yesterday still on me, I can come to Jesus? Oh, even with the evidence still in my pocket, I can come to Jesus? Mr. Angel, that is what you're telling me? Are you sure? Are you sure? And just to make a confirmation of a host of angels come. And they back, they double down on what they say. So here's where we miss it. <laughs> the AD moment that, these, that these, these shepherds has with these angels. They're standing in AD. They can see the BC before Christ. And now all of a sudden, just because he was born, it doesn't matter what the religion says about me. It, it, it doesn't matter what standard you try to hold me to. It doesn't matter what you say because now I have direct access to the king. So here's what I love about the whole story. And this is what I want you to take home today. The angels tell him, Savior has been born unto you. They look around. Um, well, Keith, because um, one of the shepherds' name was Keith. Well, Keith, we need to go see about this. <laughs> and in the A.D. moment, because of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, these shepherds, these, these men, these people who were outcast, who religion did not accept, now can build relationship with the Messiah. Because the Savior has been born unto you. So where we miss it, it's like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go to church this week because I missed last week. And you know how church people can be. They're going to talk about me. I don't worship the way that everybody else worships. It's a little different. I be screaming out and, and yelling and carrying on. And I don't know if they'll accept that. 
they, they pray a certain way. They have a certain rhythm when they pray, and, 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 and they have a certain cadence when they pray. And I don't know if I can do that. Will I be accepted? Will, will, will they take me? And, and then I, I didn't grow up in the church background. I never went to church, and I don't know what to do and what not to do. I don't know where to sit and where not to sit. I don't know. I mean, but will I be accepted? Will, will, will I be accepted, and will he see me? Can I build a relationship with him? I mean, I have no knowledge of who this Jesus truly is, but now he's telling me that I can have a relationship with him because the Savior has been born unto me. Do you know who I am? So what happens? is that we fall on the side of religion and we let religion beat us up. We let religion tear us down. We let religion make us feel like we're not accepted. But Jesus is over here saying, baby, I'm, uh, you're living in an AD time and all I'm asking for is a relationship. All I want is relationship because he says to the shepherds, today unto you a savior has been born. Today, unto you, a Savior has been born. So what does that mean? Wanzel, I messed up before I came in here. Right before I came here, I messed it all up. He says, come. Because unto you, a Savior has been born. Wanzel, I feel some kind of way about myself. I don't share this stuff with anybody. I know what I do, and I know, how I, I know what I think. So it makes me feel uncomfortable in these settings. You know, the church setting. And I'm not picking on anybody, but we're, you know, the church setting where they wear their three-piece suits and, and they've got their big hats on and, and all these different things that we tend to do to say that we're going, we've gone to church. I don't know if you notice or not, but the preacher preaching today, he's preaching in Jordan, some fly ones at that. <laughs> he says, forget about the religion. Forget about it. If you build a relationship with me, I'll teach you everything you need to know. I'll teach you. I'll teach you. I'll be your God. If you allow my, my Holy Spirit to embody you, I will teach you what you need to know. I will be your guide. I will show you what it looks like. And then if I do that, I won't be frustrated with them. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Because there's a give and take in relationship. <laughs> and listen, if you've, got a, if you've got a successful relationship, you've got to understand that there's grace that's needed in a relationship. My wife needs grace all the time. <laughs> she oftentimes extends me more grace. So here's the thing. This is the last thing I got. Keep playing. Keep playing. That's good. I like that. So listen. So last week, um, I introduced to you, I guess, essentially my exegetical idea for what we've been discussing for the past two weeks. And um, it is going from um, celebrating Christmas to experiencing Christmas. A transition, it, it is a big transition. It's something that we gotta work on from celebrating Christmas to experiencing Christmas. So I said to myself, well, Wanzo, did you do a good job last week of explaining that? And I told myself, no. So what I did was, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty studious and I try to make sure I take care of you, I went and looked up the word experience. So listen to this. The, word, the definition of experience, according to dictionary.com, is this. A particular instance of personally entering or undergoing something. Say it again. A particular instance of personally entering or undergoing something. That sounds like relationship. That sounds like AD. 
listen to celebrate. To observe a day or commemorate an event with ceremonies or festivities. That sounds like religion. Listen to me, y'all. God wants us to go from B.C. to A.D. He wants us to go from religion to relationship. He wants us to go to, from celebrating to experiencing. Stand to your feet. So the question may be, well, Wanzo, how do I go <laughs> from B.C. to A.D.? Because if you understand that it's about relationship, then you understand it's a matter of your heart. Let me ask you a question. You might not want to, but how many relationships have you just dove into because your heart took you there? Seriously. Your heart took you there. It's a matter of your heart. How do I transition from BC to to AD? How do I transition from celebration to, 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 to experiencing? Scripture says that if I confess the Lord Jesus with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. I'm giving you a version of it, right? I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. He says that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe that in my heart, thou shall be saved. Listen to me. That is me going from B.C. to A.D. Now, if you don't believe me, talk to some people in here who remember the B.C. them. Talk to some people who knew who they were before the birth of Jesus in their heart. They went from just being an observer of the festivities of God (laughs) to experiencing and embracing God. I would hate for you to go back and look up the 522 West Culver Street, Wanzell. Because there's some things in my BC. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Is there anybody in this place that remembers some BC stuff? What I love about what we do here is that we got a few people that will be honest about the BC, but will help push you towards the AD. This year, Christmas 2019, God wants us to transition from not just celebrating in the BC, but experiencing him in the AD. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.